Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Little House on Normal Street. Uh, today we're going to be discussing basically what's going on in terms of the United States right now and looking at struggles of Latinxes from, at least in my case, a very specific point of view. Uh, it's not uncommon for Latinx people in the United States to be mixed. Uh, when I say mixed, I mean everything alongside being Latinx. Uh, white, black, Asian, doesn't matter. Uh, the mist, mixed aspect. Particularly in my case, I happen to be a very pale mixed uh, Latinx. My mother and father are actually both Mexican. My mother is half and my father is full-blooded Mexican and the other half is Scots-Irish. Go figure. We, we picked up the two most hated uh, minorities in the entire city into one family. So let's go along with that fun stuff. Um, it's very strange being someone who is a pale Latina, or as I call myself, a white, uh, a white ninja, ninja Mexican. It's, it's strange because I was raised from a very young age to not be Mexican. I was treated like this almost precious thing where I was not allowed to associate with all of the Mexicans in my family. I was not taught Spanish. In fact, I am not fluent in Spanish. I actually can't speak a lot of Spanish at all, to be honest. Uh, it's something I'm learning and it's something that I've been dealing with since I was a child because there is actually a mental block and triggers that are preventing me from actually fully learning and retaining Spanish, along with any other language. I, I later found out I was having trouble with languages in general because of my memory glitches, but that's a completely other discussion. Um, I was trained to pass. Uh, my first nickname in the family was Weta, which for those of you who don't speak Spanish is colloquially known as white girl. And I was always pale to begin with. Uh, my family on both sides, they are a mix of dark skin, dark hair, and light skin and light hair. I happen to get the lucky dip of pale skin, brown hair, and green eyes. So I came out paler than either of my siblings, anyone else in my family for the most part. And from a very young age, I was groomed. I was groomed to be white. I was not only groomed to be white, but I was groomed to be a white savior for my family in the sense of I was supposed to make it and then I have to come back and support the entire family because that's what you do. Well, it was a little difficult <laughs> to try and stick to that path when your father is medically abusing you and uh, you're having memory glitches and can't survive in school. So I fell from being on that pedestal uh, much, much later than they expected me to, granted, but uh, I still fell from it. And when you're a white-looking Mexican, you, you see the world in a very specific way, especially if you weren't trained or raised Mexican to the full extent of Spanish in the house, Spanish TV in the house, Spanish radio, uh, a lot of Mexican cultural things, including the Virgin, Guadalupe, Guadalupe uh, the, the, Vir the Virgin of Guadalupe, painting and 
you know, crosses and whatnot everywhere. We didn't quite have to that extent of Roman Catholic Mexican lifestyle, but our, our, our restrictions were much more invisible. Um, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to play with most Mexican kids my age. Um, I wasn't allowed to associate with darker Mexican kids because it was implied that darker Mexican kids would lead me down a bad path. I know it's fucking ridiculous, but bear with me here. And I also wasn't fully accepted by the white kids that I knew. Uh, now, when I say white kids, I mean predominantly Italian in this case. And the reason I say Italian is because I grew up in a very specific uh, neighborhood known as Bridgeport in Chicago. For those of you who are international or don't know what Bridgeport is, if you don't know anything about Chicago, Bridgeport is what they have based the American version of Shameless on. Uh, majority of the show was filmed in my old neighborhood as well as the neighborhood next to me known as Pilsen. So to give you an idea, if you kind of want to get an idea of what the area was like, go watch Shameless. The American version, not the UK. I don't know anything about the UK version personally. And you learn, you learn to listen to everyone speaking in Spanish. You learn to accept that you're not supposed to respond in Spanish. You learn to accept that they won't talk to you in Spanish. And all of this is done, sadly, for a good reason in their viewpoints. The reason being is that you are to become American. You are not to be Mexican. You are to be American. And, and in my case, uh, not only did I have to be American, but I also had to understand where my roots came from. And that was really difficult when most of my family would not speak Spanish to me. It caused a lot of problems when I was going through high school and having difficulty in Spanish class, which should have been the easiest fucking class considering my entire family speaks it except my mother. Um, it should have been something I learned really easily, but it wasn't. And not only that, but that also, gave, it gave me another level of whiteness, if you will. While I could make my voice sound as if I was a fluent uh, native speaker, I couldn't fully retain the words. So, yet again, another way where uh, upbringing to be trained as a white child fails you later on because of the fact that you don't even know what you're supposed to be. You're not accepted by white kids. And I was by a couple white kids, but they were also very low income compared to a lot of the kids that were around us. We had a lot of very wealthy Chinese children, but, and we had very wealthy Italian children, but we didn't really have a whole bunch of non-Italian children who were very prominently wealthy. It was a very specific set of wealth in my neighborhood. and. I, also, I didn't fit in with the Chinese kids because I didn't look Chinese, even though uh, when I was learning Chinese as a child, uh, I was learning Mandarin. I had more interest than any of the Chinese kids did because I had never learned how to, to speak in Chinese or read or write. And being tugged in multiple different ways like that really warps your sense of who you are. And it, not in the sense of you don't know if you're human or anything. It's, it's more of a sense of, I don't feel like I'm either white or Mexican. 
and when I say that, I mean in the sense of I lack a very specific set of culturally appropriate uh, abilities for both Mexican and white, or in my case, Scots-Irish. Uh, I don't really... I don't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day or go to any of the parades. We didn't know we were Irish until a couple months ago. Uh, we thought we were German for a very long time. And walking through this world as being half or partially uh, white while you're Mexican is very confusing because you don't learn the entire set of rules, if you will, to be a completely white person because you're always being pulled back to what you actually are, which in my case is majority, predominantly Mexican. Um, it would make certain cultural things awkward for me, not just around Mexican kids. Uh, I didn't always know how to behave around white kids because there were very specific things Mexicans did not do. We, we all have our very specific mores and uh, things that we do. I mean, I know we joke about La Chancla, for in you know Latinx culture, but there are very specific things that every culture does, and I don't fit in with either of them perfectly. And it's not so much that I'm upset about not fitting in; it's more of a frustration because I was raised to be white, and clearly I failed at being as white as can be, because my family's idea of being white is to marry a wealthy husband slash doctor slash lawyer slash whatever has money, marry into a wealthy white family, produce at least one half white kid, and suck it up, suck it up when the husband starts cheating on you. Because you've got the house, you've got the kids, you've got the money, it doesn't matter. That is a very set way of doing things, at least in my family. And I know it's, I'm not the only family who's done it. I know Mexicans aren't the only families who do this sort of nonsense, obviously. It's just, in this case, specifically geared towards my experience. And I didn't follow that map, that guideline. I actually failed med school. And since I didn't, you know, succeed in marrying some wealthy surgeon and becoming his extremely wealthy uh, trophy wife, I was an even more double failure for my family. In fact, I married someone who was in grocery for 20 years, and I have zero fucks about that. I don't care. My husband makes me happy. My husband is an amazing person, and he has worked so hard his entire life. And that kind of motivation and hardworking nature is not something that you can replace with money. I mean, you can, but that's not what's going to create happiness in my life. Uh, I can't live that lie. I've tried before, and it just, it's not possible. Not for me. But the other aspect is, is because I spent so many years not sure what it's, what I'm supposed to be in terms of being a Mexican, and also in terms of being a white person, I feel like I'm torn between these two polar opposites. And on some days, a little bit more of me is Mexican, and on some days, a little bit more of me is a white girl. And I'm very much aware that my voice, my tone, my dialect slash accent is definitely not that of a sweet uh, little Mexican girl whose first language is Spanish. I'm not ashamed of that. I know what I am. I know what I was born. I was born in Bridgeport 
I learned English first, even though I did speak Spanish as a little kid, I forgot most of it. Uh, it was just so frustrating to try and figure out where this middle ground is. And I think what's fascinating is I'm not the only one experiencing this struggle. It doesn't matter what your other side is, be it Filipino, Chinese, Japanese, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Dominican, you name it. When you're part white and you're part whatever your ethnic background is, you feel like you're lost because you feel like you're supposed to completely be this brown person. But the rest of the world expects you to be the white person on top of the brown person. And your brown qualities are only useful when they're good for the company or they're good for the family or whatever happens to be the reason. It's one of those frustrations where people tell you to be you and you want to turn around and tell them you don't fucking know who you is because you've been building up these very specific personas to prep for how you were supposed to function in this world. And having those personas ripped away and seeing what's underneath exposed can become very frightening. I, I still don't speak the best Spanish. I still have trouble reading in Spanish and understanding it. Uh, I don't talk in Spanish very often, although my husband has started picking up phrases through me. I. I live basically like a white person because this is how I've always lived with the Mexican influences thrown in things that I didn't realize were really Mexican until I lived with white people. And it's almost like those of us who are half white and half ethnic. Oops, sorry. It's almost like those of us who are half white and half ethnic are really our own little middle ground now, whereas opposed to it just being a middle ground tightrope where you walk back and forth, it's almost like we've turned it into an actual walkway. So on one side you have Mexican, on the other side, in my case, you have white slash Scots Irish slash English slash whatever else is in there. I think French and a couple others. Oh yeah, and Norway. Um, you learn that there is no such thing as an actual tightrope between them. It's a blended area where you yourself as someone in the middle will constantly walk and sometimes you will walk closer to one end or one side than you will the other side and that sort of blend is something that's only a couple centuries old really and even in the modern sense it's in the sense of you know uh, ethnic American it's it's a very new area not not in the sense that we haven't existed but rather the sense of discussing it, you know, keeping space to have discussions on what it's like to be stuck in the middle of two very specific polar uh, identities. And hopefully maybe in the future we'll be able to have more conversations and really start to understand the difference between people who are of a very specific ethnicity and those of us who were raised both in that ethnicity but also hyper-Americanized. And I hope that maybe one day I find more of my comfort walking that very, very specific walkway, but for now it's very difficult.
and it's frightening, frustrating, tiring, and just, it, it weighs down on your soul after a while because you start to question your entire identity. And it's kind of like being on WebMD. If you keep looking, eventually you'll find cancer, or in this case, eventually you'll find something that meets you, that means, means you don't belong in either area. So to those who, who are like me, who are mestizo, mixed, or whatever you want to use, uh, we're here. We're everywhere. We're a lot more places than people realize. And you just might not never know. You just, you never might not, you, you just may never know who you're talking to. So thanks everyone for joining me and have a great day.